Hi there, and welcome to Typical Books. This podcast is an audio production of my YouTube show, Typical Books, where we talk horror, fiction, and sometimes true crime. So, on with the show. Hi there, today on Typical Books, it is 2021 ranked. These are 52 horror books and true crime books that I read this year. Now, there are less than 52 because I do eliminate some. What I've done is taken my 52 books that I read, which I made my goal on Goodreads, and I've taken the cover images and laid them out in Photoshop. I could have used any other ranking tool, I'm sure, but this is what I had on hand. We're going to go through all of the books that I've read that were available on Goodreads and go through them and I'm going to shift them into some piles of true crime, extreme, weird edging into extreme and straight up horror books and then pick out of all those piles the top 10 reads of this year. Now you may know, as I know, not every book is on Goodreads. I'm going to go over the next couple days and add some back in that didn't show up and things from new authors that haven't been added to Goodreads yet. So I'm going to do my due diligence and add them there so that others that read books that maybe I've recommended or you've stumbled upon that aren't on Goodreads. And indeed, if there's a book that you've read that is not on Goodreads and you're a Goodreads user, then leave it down in the comments below. There's a few of us that are librarians that watch the show so we can add it in for you. I've looked for different programs and apps that are like Goodreads and that's just what I have chosen to use the past few years and I do enjoy it. The reading goal actually worked for me at 52 books. I figured a book a week. That was a light goal and I definitely hit it and there are books like I said that aren't on there for whatever reason so I've read a little bit more than a book a week this year which is really cool and this gave me a great idea to take all of those covers that they give you in your year-end wrap-up and screen cap them and then put them into Photoshop and float each layer so that I could move the books around. And I found it to be pretty relaxing and it was a neat study to see all the books I read this year laid out. So without further ado, here are the books that I read this year ranked. Now you will see in this quite lovely little setup that we've got here, all of the books laid out just one by one. And the covers are a little small, so if there's anything that you can't discern here, there's a few that I'll talk about or delete because they were paid reviews or books that I read that were rereads. Like Norad's Ghost was a paid review, Games People Play was a reread, there's some esoterica that I've reread, things like I said for reviews that aren't really horror, that aren't, don't really fit what I typically read, getting deleted. Book of the Law by Aleister Crowley. That was just an esoteric reread. And that's it pretty much cleaned up. So I'll start arranging a little bit of this, although I made a misstep there with the last testament of Crichton Smythe. It's not true crime. And I'll move it later, but I'll put some of the true crime books down here and just loosely sort of arrange these or begin to try to arrange them as best I can with books that are even true crime adjacent, like Behind the Horror, it doesn't really fit anywhere else. But it's like, I'm thinking nonfiction true crime. And it is true crime because it talks about true crimes for the most part, because that is what spark horror movies, right? I'm gonna put some of these uh, sort of like extreme books and 
this is about where I decide, like, scan lines. It's not really extreme. It's not, it's horror, but, I mean, it lives somewhere else, right? Got some, like, straight-up horror. Straight-up horror. Things that fit more into the weird. Shifting collections and novellas. Treating them all the same, sort of like Goodreads does. Goodreads treats everything the same. Novellas, short stories, true crime. A book is a book is a book is the way that they look at it. And that's the way we're going to look at it here today. Now, I didn't draw lines in the sand between extreme and splatterpunk. Although I did sort of draw a line between something like things have gotten worse since we last spoke and extreme because it's not really an extreme or splatterpunk book. It's just kind of weird somewhere in between horror and extreme. And that's where this pile will live. So we're just slowly moving everything around. So many books that I thought I read this year that I hadn't, and books that I had forgotten I read this year that I'm so pleased that I got to do this and remember some of them, like Corpse Paint. That was a great book. You may notice that books like Slewfoot and Withering Heights aren't here. I just finished Slewfoot, and I'm just in the very last few pages of Wuthering Heights, so they're not in this list right now. And Slewfoot, I don't know why I didn't add it to Goodreads yet. That's one I'll add in the next couple days. So it's loosely getting arranged into these piles. And I love that I can overlap them. What a mess this is, eh? This is like redoing your bookshelves. I know quite a few of us got bookshelves for Christmas or have moved, like Kasha. So we're like redoing shelves right now. What a pain, eh? If only we could do it electronically like this and just drag them around and overlap them, it would save our sore arms and backs. So here we are, and I'm going to just drag up some of the top 10 reads just to get 10 of them up there. And not in any order yet. I'll rank them in a minute. But we're just going through some of the books that really spoke to me and some books that I'm undecided about, you know, like that I want to add to this top 10, but there's only 10 slots, right? And there's books that I've been thinking about all year that I read at the beginning of the year, like Intensity. Of course, Tidepool goes up there because I loved Tidepool so much. It was hard to decide sometimes with the extreme books because I really just love that genre so much. But Dead Inside, that's not the right cover, but uh, it really, I love that book quite a lot. Some of these weirder books were quite interesting to me and I did like them a lot, but uh, Transmuted really rose to the top. I was trying to get a fair mix because part of me wants to just throw all true crime up there or all extreme up there. So here we've got a bit of a mix, some of the things that really spoke to me. And finally, I put Last Testament of Crichton Smythe in the right spot. It is a horror story, but it's a little rougher. You know, it's not quite extreme, but it lives in that sort of middle pile. More arranging of piles, and then I'm just going to like sort of snug all these down and get them out of the way so that I can make a nice big area to lay out the top 10 and rearrange them. So we've got like I'll Be Gone in the Dark about the East Area Rapist, Anne Rule Stranger Beside Me about Ted Bundy, transmuted by Eve Harms, Dead Inside. Let's go play at the Adams, Tender as the Flesh, Dean Koontz Intensity, which was a buddy read with Regina, Tidepool, which I've talked about a lot, 12 Nights at Rotterhouse and American Predator. Quite a mix of true crime, uh, somewhat extreme books. And I just thought I'd put some of the 
lesser ranked of top 10. Remember, top 10, that's a pretty lofty goal. So if you get to the like bottom five of the top 10, that's still pretty damn good. This is where it starts to get a little tricky because it's hard for me to rank of all these books, which ones I liked the absolute most. Quite a bit of hemming and hawing and thinking going on here. And as far as having three true crime books, I didn't necessarily expect that. As much as I love true crime, when it came to all of the books I read this year, I didn't think that this much true crime would be in the mix. You'll notice a book that I was long fawning over, Rape of a Normal Mind, doesn't make it into the top 10. I did just read it. It takes a bit to sink in, I think. That's the, the bad part of true crime, is that it takes a bit to really mull over. Now for the top two, it was a tough call to slide Tidepole into that first spot. Now, I love that book very much. I think about it quite often. It is a masterclass in storytelling that it was a debut novel. So many reasons it gets top ranking. So here are the top 10. And in order, Tidepool by Nicole Wilson. Tenders the Flesh by Augustina Bastrika. I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. Stranger Beside Me by Anne Rule. American Predator by Maureen Callahan. Dean Kuhn's Intensity, 12 Nights at Rotterhouse by J.W. Oker, Let's Go Play at the Adams by Mendel W. Johnson, Dead Inside by Chandler Morrison, and Transmuted by Eve Harms. This 52 books, to look at them just like up on the screen like this, makes it seem like so much more in a way that 52 books is so big. Like even reading a book every two weeks, that's a lot of books. I don't know what apps people use for ranking, so I'm doing this this way and you see like the numbers showing up and stuff and all the measurements because I didn't, I was lazy and I didn't turn anything off on my Photoshop because I keep it the way that I normally have it when I use it. So if you find that distracting, I'm very sorry, but I think it maybe adds to the excitement here. Just all these numbers flashing around the screen, right? If there's an app that you use that does this better, let me know. It has to be pretty uh, simple to use though because the time constraint that I'm under <laughs> in a day. When something takes more than like 10 minutes to set up and get going, I'm just like, no, that's too much effort. I don't wanna have to like save all of these books to something else. That's why I chose to use Goodreads for the most part because it was all just kind of there, just screen cap it, throw it in Photoshop and away I go. Books, ranked, my gosh. I've got some of the top 10 here. This book stuck in my head quite a lot. I think about it all of the time. I keep hearing they're gonna make it into a series. I wish it was just a movie. I would watch the hell out of this. Eve Harms Transmuted, another one that would be such an interesting movie to watch. I would love to see how they would cast this. And it makes me very interested to read more Eve Harms. I really like this. It got a little goony by the end and there's some people who just, you know, don't get it, I guess, or like don't understand that it is first and foremost a body horror and it is a psychological, socio-political book. It probably lives more in splatterpunk than I give it credit for, but yeah, really cool stuff. Dead Inside by Chandler Morrison. There's not much more to say about this. I've raved about how much I enjoyed this book. It is a short novella and it is insane. It's quite intense. It is an extreme and splatterpunk novel and extremely sad. It is a lovely book in that way because if you do like and you're going for that extreme content, it has it in spades and it's written very, very well. 
I'll Be Gone in the Dark, American Predator, and The Stranger Beside Me were all ebooks that I read. And I just, I wish I could read more true crime content, quite honestly, because this could be a true crime channel if it was up to me, but I love reading this stuff. I'm surprised on one hand that so much of it made it into my top 10, but these are just exceedingly well-written books. Next year I'll be reading In Cold Blood, so I think that'll probably end up in my top 10 already talking about true crime that is exceedingly well written. Dean Koontz Intensity, I think this touched on my love of true crime. I don't read enough serial killer horror and I really ought to read more, so that's something I want to do more of. Uh, you saw the Stephanie Sparks stepchildren in the piles there. I thought that would have floated up to the top, but there were so many good books to choose from, and this was one of them. So close to call. Tenders the Flesh and Tide Pool. Books that start with T. Maybe that's a thing I do. Maybe I'm into books that start with T. But yeah, this was kind of tough in a way because I loved Tide Pool and Tender Was the Flesh. They have very different tones. They're about very different things. They're very different kinds of horror entirely and just beautiful, beautifully written both of them. So that is 2021 ranked. I have a little TBR in the works coming up, so I'll be doing my TBR wrap-up video very, very soon at the beginning of January. I know I missed sort of at the beginning of December, but there was enough December stuff to do. But yes, I've got a TBR and wrap-up coming up soon for the books that I read only in December, including Slewfoot, which was omitted from this just because I am a lazy person, but it wouldn't have been in that top 10. Mind you, it would have been somewhere very close. So that is that. Did you make your reading goals this year? Did you have a reading goal this year? Do you have a reading goal next year? Let me know in the comments. Thank you again for watching and have an ooky spooky day. The books as we have them are not in any order here. Odin Rising by Axel Barnes, Snow by Ronald Malfi, The Killer Across the Table by John Douglas and Mark Olshaker, Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoke by Eric LaRocca, Stillborn Gallery by Axel Barnes. Daughters of Darkness, it's a collection and anthology. John Wayne Gacy by his lawyer, Sam Amarante. There is no death, there are no dead, it is a collection and anthology. Cows by Matthew Stokey. J.F. Gonzalez, Survivor. The Slob by Aaron Beauregard. Slob by Rex Miller. Games People Play, which was omitted from the running as a recreational read. The last book on the left, it's about serial killers and... Scanlines by Todd Kiesling, Four Rye by Gavin Gardner, Rave by Con Lavery, Norad's Ghost, which was omitted as it was a paid review, and kind of a sci-fi thing, All Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara, Mapping the Interior by Stephen Graham Jones, Thomas Tryon Harvest Home, Salso Hurtado's The Ghost Tracks, Simon Clark's Vampiric, Tidepool by Nicole Wilson, Greyfriars Reformatory by Fraser Lee, Dracula's Child by J.S. Barnes, Whisper Down the Lane by Clay McLeod Chapman, a paranormal casebook which was omitted because it was a paid review, Stranger Beside Me by Anne Rule, David Demchuk's Red X, Twelve Nights at Rotter House by J.W. Oker, Tender as the Flesh by Augustina Baz Tarika, The Stepchildren by Stephanie Sparks, Edward Lorne's novella Come, Dreams from the Witch House, which was a collection anthology. Dear Laura by Gemma Moore. Dead Inside by Chandler Morrison. Dean Koontz Intensity. A Gathering of Evil by Gil Valley. 
The Book of the Law by Aleister Crowley, which was omitted as it was an esoteric reread. Let's Go Play at the Adams by Mendel W. Johnson. Behind the Horror by Dr. Lee Meller. American Predator by Maureen Callahan. Ugly Little Things by Todd Kiesling. We have two Todd Kieslings here. Clown in a Cornfield by Adam Caesar. Transmuted by Eve Harms. The House of a Hundred Whispers by Graham Masterton. Corpse Paint by David Peake. The Last Testament of Crichton Smythe by Gavin Gardner. There's two Gavin Gardners here. Rape of a Normal Mind by Chris Cobb. And Hellmanth by S. Alessandro Martinez. Those are the 52 books. If you are looking for something new to read, some insider reviews of horror that you have read, or even talk from a writer's perspective, I hope you enjoy this little show. Feel free to check out the YouTube version by searching Typical Books, or visit me at typicalbooks.com. For extended interviews and essays on horror, visit Patreon where you can find the monthly audio magazine. That's two hours of Typical Books. Thank you for listening, and have a delightfully bookish day.